This is French Tech Podcast, where you'll find interviews of tech ecosystem actors sharing their stories with La French Tech London. We hope you enjoy it. So welcome to everyone. Uh, my name is Raph Pouan. I'm the president of French Tech London, and I'm very happy alongside Mathilde to welcome today Yann Lachelle, who's the CEO of Scaleway, uh, a very uh, good company close to our hearts. Uh, we're partnering actually with the French Tech, so I'm obviously biased, but it's an amazing company with a lot of good uh, technology, and Yann will tell us all about it in a minute. Yann, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Um, I wanted to start by just literally quoting uh, Wikipedia, which is always the wrong source of information, but that's exactly why I'm going to do it, so that you can actually debunk the whole thing. Scaleway is a French cloud computing and web hosting company founded by Xavier Niel in 99 and a majority-owned subsidiary from Iliad Group. The company provides physical, dedicated servers and cloud computing architectures through Scaleway's offering, in a way. Now, so far, so good, right? It's pretty accurate. Okay, that's not too bad for Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, will, I will skip the part with the, the size of the player and everything, because I think we'll go back to this. But can you, in, in your own words, just tell us what Scaleway is about and, and uh, what are you guys doing um, overall in, in that particular space? Sure, uh, and thanks for the segue. Um, you know, if you simplify the Wikipedia definition, in a nutshell, Scaleway is a regional hyperscaler. Uh, also known as a cloud service provider, so CSP. Uh, the, the, the definition in Wikipedia is quite accurate in the sense that it was founded within Iliad, which is a French telecom operator. Um, but over, overall, we've developed as a hyperscaler per se. Now, what we provide is clearly what people know as the cloud. And uh, the cloud is that sort of computing that is available from the data centers and that powers pretty much everything we do on a daily basis in a digital, digital way. Whether you're using an app uh, in your iPhone or, or smartphone, whether you're using a web page, all of that actually goes through the cloud and the digital workloads globally in France, in the world, are going through some data center hosting some sort of cloud service provider. So we are part of the chain. And I would say that we are providing one of the fundamental building blocks of digital society today, much like our main competitors, and it's okay to name them, of course, mm -hmm. uh, also known as AWS from uh, Amazon, uh, Google Cloud Platform from Google, and Azure from Microsoft. These are the main players. They dominate uh, the market. And nevertheless, uh, some players exist uh, from within the confines of good old Europe, uh, catching up. Uh, and, and this uh, matter. So that's that's a very good segue because you mentioned Europe, and I think I wanted to to highlight a few things. First of all, being French tech, of course, we're very much geared towards supporting entrepreneurs. And so I know you guys work specifically with entrepreneurs. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're offering there? Not not getting into commercials, but just what is that? What is it that Scaleway is? Why Scaleway is specifically geared towards entrepreneurs and why is it a good solution if, say, some of our companies wants to switch from the names you mentioned before? Yeah. Actually, if you don't mind, I'll talk about myself because I've been, uh, I've been an entrepreneur for the past 20 years. I started coding. I was 10 years old. Uh, I had a career as a software engineer. Then I moved to the UK. I moved to the US, uh, came back to do an MBA and became an entrepreneur. So been an entrepreneur in tech, in French tech for the past 20 years even before the French tech terms moniker 
and right. uh, association was created. And I was a user building, you know, software solutions, uh, software as a service. So I had a number of startups, some of which were providing SaaS services, and I was using cloud solutions from Google, from OVH, which is another mm -hmm. French cloud provider, from uh, Amazon. And um, today at Scaleway, I am such a provider as a, as a CEO. I joined Scaleway because I discovered this jewel of a company hidden away within the Iliad Group, which is a telecom operator. So I found a company that was extremely advanced in, term, in terms of software with a very high quality uh, data center operation. And I thought to myself that after 20 years building startups and French tech startups as it, as it occurs, right. um, I came back to fundamentals, mm -hmm. helping grow a company that provides the substrate so that you can power up software as a service companies typically. Where, whether it is e-commerce uh, or uh, you know, even deep tech to some degree. So a cloud provider in a novel sense, because of course cloud computing has evolved, a yeah. cloud provider provides elastic computing resources. Jan, can, so, you, uh, can you give us maybe an example of what makes it you know, so exciting for you and what you actually do differently because you have that experience as an entrepreneur what makes you, you know, so relevant, even as a person, to to uh, to offer that particular solution uh, to uh, to tech startups and and scale up founders? It's um, we have to go back to the foundation of the modern cloud computing, and and we have to look at AWS for that. AWS created the modern cloud computing because they were a part of Amazon, which is an e-commerce site. And an e-commerce site uh, tends to have a, a spike of activity around Christmas time or yeah. around, uh, you know, Black Friday. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely, seasonality. And what they did was to actually create a model where you can have elastic resources as much as you need for when you need it on the spot. And mm -hmm. this is what they built for themselves, which later turned into a product called AWS. We are doing very much the same. We provide this commodity layer because it has become a commodity in 2022. So we provide the elastic computing, the exception being that we are a French company, therefore European, which therefore covers the GDPR stringent uh, necessities. So that is, that is a plus. And we do it by default because yeah. we're French and European. No, we'll, we'll go back to this. But basically what you're saying about seasonality, and it's really interesting, it means someone, I don't know, uh, trading uh, uh, shoes, they don't need to wait for shoe week because uh, they won't have enough space uh, over the like, cloud space over Christmas time, literally. Uh, you make that, that elasticity makes that possible for them. Yes, it so it's a, absolutely, the, the elasticity yeah. is also a cost optimization because right. they don't have to buy the full range of servers, yes. which covers the peak at Christmas time, for instance, they can actually pay for the usage. And if you look at the you know, new startups, most of them operate in a SaaS model. The SaaS model, which is software as a service, is elastic. You typically pay per usage. And the cloud computing is also a AAS as a service model, where we provide the underlying layer as a service. It's also known as YAS, 
infrastructure as a service. Perfect. So many acronyms. I love that. We're getting into <laughs> the real thick of it. So a segue on this, Jan, because we, we mentioned, we, we talked about this a, a few times together, but um, there's, there's a lot of conversation uh, when it comes to cloud around uh, sovereignty and around, you know, being a European company, being a French company versus the ones that you just mentioned, you know, the AWS, the Google and the Microsoft that are obviously uh, US based. So what's your view on that and, and where is Scaleway playing in that particular field? Um, it's a very complex question because when you talk sovereignty, you, you also touch a, a domain that may seem like, uh, you know, countries want to close their borders. Right. Uh, so we're not talking about sovereignty as a political uh, goal, but rather as a geopolitical risk. Mm -hmm. Now, if you deconstruct uh, the cloud from the overall history of software, think about the times where you were able to acquire a license of Windows mm -hmm. or a license of Microsoft Office. When you did acquire that license, you owned the software and you could use it forever after in a sovereign way. That is within the confines of your home and at the time disconnected from the internet. Nowadays, the software comes as a service. Therefore it is tethered. It is linked dynamically to the provider. Same goes with the cloud, same goes with Microsoft Office 365. Right. And so this connection to the mothership <laughs> gives, gives them the ability to control the commercial relationship because it's subscription based. And it gives you the inability to escape if you are dependent on the software. So the new way of doing computing today has been largely captured by the service model provided by companies that have become overly powerful, which in itself is not a problem. These companies are doing what they can do within the confines of the law. So they've done great, right? Well done, Apple, well done, Google, yeah. well done, Microsoft, companies that are worth trillions of dollars today. The problem is that entire economies, France, for instance, the UK, Europe at large, is now fully dependent on these providers of technology, on top of which the entire society is connected and plugged in and therefore dependent. So the question of sovereignty needs to be discussed from the standpoint of having no sovereignty. When it comes to digital matters, and therefore the society of today, right? We are largely operating in a hybrid mode between real life and, and this podcast is one prime example. We yeah. are using this technology uh, to communicate. We are no longer using the old telecom networks, by the way. Huh? Everything is IP-based. So we are fully dependent for our lifestyles, for our economies on a substrate, which is largely dominated by companies based in California. Um, I mean, we all have in mind big monopoles. Um, can, you, can you tell us how you're fixing this? Sovereignty is really a question of standpoint and point of view. Europe, as it stands, is not sovereign when it comes to digital uh, means and digital platforms. Therefore, uh, sovereignty for me is going from no sovereignty to some sovereignty. We are uh, in Europe a pretty liberal construct, actually perhaps too liberal for its own good. Hmm. And I would argue that we need to find a way to rebalance the equation. So while US companies, Californian companies, now with the 
the competition from China, we need to make sure that Europe can produce and consume, let's say 30%, why not 50% of its own needs. And so that is when players like Scaleway are significant because we're talking, as I said, about a commodity substrate and this commodity product that we all need cannot come just from California. And, and of, of course, at LaFrenche, we're pretty confident about that because we got a lot of companies trying to make sure that this is the case. And, and so, you know, Scaleway is part of that. Uh, Mathilde, I think you had a, a, another type of question around cybersecurity, because I think it's key yes. also to what, what Jan is doing. Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about elasticity, we've talked about sovereignty, but clearly cybersecurity comes to mind and data protection. I think uh, a lot of our audience would be interested in hearing how you're handling this and whose responsibility is it? It's a, it's a very good question in a, in a complex field. Cybersecurity is never absolute and it's a cat and mouse game in many ways because the hackers, you know, hackers will be hackers. And uh, as soon as there's a honeypot somewhere, well, you'll, you'll have uh, you know, massive interest. In fact, the companies that are best at cybersecurity are also the ones that are the most hacked because of the attack surface. So there, there is no simple answer to this. Mm -hmm. We need to think of cybersecurity as a collective problem. It's all about the weak point, the weakest point, and the weakest point is usually human. Mm -hmm. So the attack yeah. can come from, uh, you know, from the side, uh, from any side, and in fact, it will usually target uh, humans who have left things, uh, you know, doors open okay. or have weaker cyber uh, reflexes, if you wish. You know, it's it's all about awareness, about educating, and therefore it's a continual process. So, is there a lot of uh, training your teams, even just to make them aware of that constant risk? Is that, absolutely, is that, absolutely. We, it's not we just do technical. Have, absolutely, and I would say that. This is the responsibility. So, you know, excluding any breach, it is the responsibility of any business entity, and I would say every family as well, because you know, uh, you know, if you, if you have a family and children, mm -hmm. your personal data, their personal data, is at risk. So it's it's about discussing these things. You know, do we have uh, discussions over dinner regarding password integrity and password variation variety? We should, <laughs> you know, so it, it, it is a collective concern. I would say that in terms of the cloud, we typically provide a risk equation based on the risk profile of the use cases. So the clients who have a super high risk profile uh, and use cases that are extremely sensitive, typically will not put their use case and their data in the public cloud. So if you look at the administration and the defense uh, ministries, yeah. they have their own cloud. And you were you were talking about um, you know the fact that there was it, there's a wider responsibility. Um, I mean, we've, we've we follow um, a few a few uh, events that you've participated in, and you, you seem to be pushing quite strongly for some changes at the European level. Could you tell us about it? Just give us a few a few hints and details about what's what you're trying to make happen and what we can actually expect in the coming five years. Yes, uh, the EU is a is a very interesting market. It's very complex because of the diversity of member states, and I do include the UK as part of the EU. Huh? To be clear, it's uh, it's uh, it's a geographical construct which is neither the US nor China, and uh, I really have a lot of expectations from the EU because 
every member state will want to impose its own system. And that doesn't work, that doesn't scale, right? We, we talk about French tech, we talk about tech. If we compare to the US market, which is homogeneous, that has one set of rules for tapping a 350 million market for our French tech companies, for our European startups and scale-ups to scale, we need to have a homogeneous uh, playing field across Europe. So I am quite opposed to see local regulation per country, national regulations. What I want to see is something really homogeneous so that we can get our acts into, you know, into play and scale from there. Uh, super interesting. Thank you. Thank you so much. Raf, I'm, sure, yeah. uh, I'm sure this has given you a, a lots more to ask about. For sure. And I, I mean, I, I want to go back to the offering that you guys have at Scaleway, because I think there's there's a couple of things that are directly in response to some of the topic that we touch, which are obviously critical. Um, but the first question I have, Yendo, is an interesting one, is why do you say the cloud makes sense? That What, what, what does it mean, Scaleway, the cloud that makes sense? What do you mean by that? It's a tagline that we we discovered through a brainstorming session a year ago, over a year ago. And uh, I became a CEO at Scaleway two years ago. And I joined Scaleway because I saw in Scaleway the ability for France, Europe to produce a significant player that could help rebalance the market. That is the first interpretation or signification that you can bind with the cloud that makes sense. Okay. The second one is that on a daily basis, what we're doing is pretty hard. It's hardcore, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it's not deep tech, it's hardcore tech. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about servers, it's about networking, it's about redundancy. It's actually really, really hard. So when the scalers, you know, the people who actually work at Scaleway, wake up in the morning, come to the office or remote commute to the office, it has to make sense to them. It has right. to actually make sense so that they can explain what we do to their grandparents. Which is not necessarily the easiest of conversation, I suppose. Exactly. So it has to make sense because why would you wake up and work on something really, really hard? And why for going back to making sense for society at large? Number three has to make sense to our clients. Mm -hmm. So the cloud has evolved over the past two decades. Huh? Again, AWS has done a marvelous job. Well, you know what? Our interface is so much simpler nicer but that's easy also because we started later that's nevertheless right. nevertheless we make it easy for our clients and it has to make sense because the cloud has become a commodity right so it's a commodity therefore the computing power that you get from us is the very same that you get from aws even though as i said we're very humble we are right. a local regional hyperscaler well, you're debunking a lot of uh, a lot of uh, facts about the the, the, the French. We are, so you're not overcomplicating things. No. And uh, and you're doing this so in a very humbling uh, and humble way. I hope so. Keep in mind that I <laughs> that I worked in uh, in the UK and in the US. Right. So I'm a bit hybrid. <laughs> so is the company, as far as I understand, because that's one thing that I wanted to touch upon as well. And then we we can go back maybe to some of the latest announcements, but. Talent is a key topic, of course, these days in the French tech and in the tech ecosystem as, as at large, the inflation of costs and inflation and, and lack of talent is obviously a, a reality that we all have to face. How do you see that at Scaleway? And, and by the way, are you guys hiring in the UK? Because I know you've expanded to the UK. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Because of course, that's interesting to our listeners. 
Absolutely, and, and the talent crunch is, is hitting everyone. Um, I took advantage of the COVID situation to transform the company from an on-site uh, and office-bound company with two offices, Paris and Lille, basically, mm -hmm. into a company that is fully remote. So we've reached that point, and the company grew from 200 people to 400 people in the last two years during the pandemic. We're going to keep growing, and we're going to be 700 people by the end of the year. How do we do that? By tapping global talent. I'll minimize that, sorry. I'll tap GMT plus two minus two talent. <laughs> that works. For the time being. So therefore, I welcome any, anyone who's interested in the project that I described uh, to, to apply from the UK, from Romania, from you know, Italy, Greece, Spain, all of that works for us because we do have a European scope. Uh, sure. The, the talent competition is going to be hard huh, because of the fundraising. So yes. it's going to be hard. And uh, I invite all of the French tech to really embrace uh, asynchronous and remote work. The difficulty being that if you want to expand beyond GMT plus two minus two, you have to become a fully asynchronous company. The cloud is actually you know, like a ticking clock, like a Swiss ticking clock. It has to work all the time. So we are pretty much on tempo and pretty synchronous as well. So that goes against what you're supposed to stand for, basically. You need to be asynchronous in a very synchronized company. There, there are two sides of it. Huh? So the data center is actually quite physical. So we have teams that are running the data centers around the clock. Mm -hmm. And then we have software development teams, which is a majority of the scalers. And these people can work asynchronously, imagining the products of tomorrow. As I said, there is a commodity layer. And then the singularity, which is you know, where Scaleway is going to be different from the others is to create products with added value on top of the commodity layer. Okay, so on that note, because I think you had an announcement, uh, a few actually, because you keep on announcing new things we can't follow, right? It's going to be difficult to, <laughs> to make sure we are aware of everything. But the latest two, I think Elastic Metal was one and then one that you announced today. Do you want to talk briefly about that? Yeah, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, Scaleway is a challenger as we've you know, made very clear, mm -hmm. uh, in a field that is extremely competitive with dominant players full of cash. So we've decided to take the approach by siding with the clients. And so therefore, Scaleway is probably the first and most progressive multi-cloud cloud service provider. In yeah. other words, we do not say that Scaleway is the only cloud that people should use. What we're saying is that we are the cloud that is a very good cloud as part of a mix. And the history of Scaleway allows us to say that we were a pioneer in bare metal, which is the older generation of the cloud, where people could control the machine in a very non-elastic way. And so we launched Elastic Metal, which is uh -huh. the non-elastic resources embedded in an elastic environment, which provides something which is also known as hybrid cloud, which mixes hard resources that are fixed in time uh, and, and capacity with elastic resource that are fairly unlimited uh, so that you can combine. And this will speak to software architects. You know, it's a hard concept to, to comprehend. So we've, we've launched this product, which is dedicated servers fully embedded with the elastic computing mode. Okay, so in lemon terms, if I, if I wanna, who are you targeting with this particular offer? Who would be benefiting from that the most, do you think? you will be amazed. 
the cloud business today globally is a $300 billion market. Mm -hmm. And yet 80% of the IT worldwide is not in the cloud. 80%. 80%. So there's room for growth, right? Well, you know what? With Elastic Metal, we are targeting the 80%. Those who are used to non-elastic resources, we'll tell them, look, we've got the very same thing that you know. It's available at Scaleway. And next to it, you can have access to the elastic and future-proof model. So we're speaking to them. Excellent. All right. One last piece of, of, of news. You announced something today, I think. Oh, yes. Exciting. Exciting. We just <laughs> announced it today. So uh, it's not very well known that Scaleway is probably the only cloud operator in Europe to have a full region. What does that mean? A region is a multi-AZ, AZ, uh, value you proposition. You have to explain this. The I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, but AZ is uh, simply availability zone. But if we are simpler, it's <laughs> an actual data center. So it's a physical, it's a physical building. It's a physical warehouse. A region in the AWS definition is a construct of three data centers within a perimeter of 150 kilometers, mm -hmm. more or less 100 miles. A region with the software that goes with it allows to create redundancy so that when you store the data in one data center, in one AZ, it is triplicated. It is available in all three data centers so that if in the event one of the data centers goes dark, your data is still available twice. So, so we two options. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's not two options. It's more of a question of... Backup? No, no, it's not, not even. It's real time. You have access to your data yeah. no matter what. That's what it means. Awesome. So it is, the, it is the promise of the cloud, which AWS does very well. We are the first to have a full-fledged region in France and in Europe from the non-American tech players. Right. And so this that, product is, you know, we are ratcheting up to the level of tier one cloud providers with us. And so, you know, French tech is actually in the race, on the map. Perfect. That's great. So... It's a good European play, and, and we're very happy to hear that you can compete with, uh, with the other big guys because there's definitely, as you said, room for margin for growth, no doubt. Um, we want to conclude on, on a few things. Um, the one thing I want to I leave the audience with is you're saying that you're going to be recruiting quite a lot over, over the next year. Um, we'd love to see where you're recruiting and where they can go to actually you know, sort of look at the different option options that you have. So that's the first question. Yep. Um... Pretty easy. We have about 100 job positions open on our website. Um, a lot of them are, of course, technically uh, minded, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a, a lot about a DevOps, uh, engineering managers, product management, and so on and so forth. But of course, we have pretty much all of the other functions as well in marketing and sales. In fact, we're recruiting for the UK market, uh, business developers, uh, you know, sales development representatives. Great. We have a great uh, startup evangelist that are already in London, uh, but we're going to need a developer relations uh, specialist as well. So all over Europe, uh, in the UK as well, of course. And uh, as I said, GMT plus two minus two. There you go. You've heard it here, folks. A lot of a lot of new talents to be recruited, and in the UK particularly, which for French Tech London, we're very happy to hear. Lots of opportunities to join Scaleway. Um, Mathilde? Yeah, no, nothing nothing else to, to add. Just a big, big thank you, Jan, for, for today's conversation. I'll make sure I share the link towards uh, those all those fantastic job offers and, and towards uh, 
the, uh, the Scaleway website so people can easily find it in the description of this podcast. And again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for making uh, all those uh, technicalities very clear and straightforward. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks, Mathilde. Thanks, Raf. Thanks. Real pleasure. Speak to you soon, Yen. This is it. Thank you for listening to French Tech Podcast by La French Tech London. We hope you enjoyed it. Find more episodes on our website, frenchtechlondon.com, and on your regular podcast channels. See you soon.